0: Ahoy, I'm Combat Hunter. Hunter.
1: Hello there, I'm History of the Flash. But you can call me JD.
0: And welcome to a Hero Story episode 98. It's written on my hand. Today on a Hero Story, we have a special <laughs> guest again joining us. Uh, if you want to introduce yourself, Drew.
2: What up, guys. Drew,
0: letter, the
2: the uh, Hero
1: Story.
0: Uh, Drew has been That's joining right. us he's actually. Jo- he's on. joined
1: our team. We, uh, yeah. we are expanding as a comic company.
0: <laughs> so, with creating indie comics as we have been for the past m- two months, uh, our first one is actually releasing quite soon, which we'll talk about in a bit here. We realize, hey, we don't know what we're fully doing. We kind of know what we're doing, but we don't always know what we're doing. So, JD and I have acquired some help by drew here who has joined us for these past few months we've been doing several different discord calls throughout every few weeks planning comics designing comics thinking of things and he's been helping us edit things and being our letterer in the end so drew you want to talk about that process
2: yeah so pretty much you know heard you guys were starting making comics i uh reached out to jd about it i was like hey a graphic designer that's my thing i go to school for it so I, you know, I never did it before, but I've I've learned a lot about it, and now I never look at a comic the same because now I know like the process of putting the letters on and everything like yeah. that. So it's been a uh, it's been an awesome experience, and uh, I think our first Discord call was almost three hours long. Like we were literally <laughs> just talking about like anything, yeah. throwing ideas around. It was awesome, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, cool. it was uh, we're we're very thankful to have Drew on the team because uh, when when Hunter and I originally said, "Hey, let's make a comic," we were like, "All right." You know, Hunter could do the art. I could do the writing. I guess I could learn lettering. How hard could it be? I am very thankful that Drew came along because lettering is, I I just don't think it would be for me. And uh, he's been a great talent to our team uh, with both letters and now uh, coming forward stories. So uh, I'm very excited to have him. Drew is someone who's followed me for like years. So he is uh, full point proof that I always answer my DMs and I uh, try to strike as much conversation with. Followers as I can, and uh, now Drew's become uh, a very good friend. I would say. <laughs> uh, no this, I have sixty-one thousand. Ooh, Honestly, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I think you had like a thousand when I first followed you. I, I honestly think so. I mean, you were—I remember yeah. you from very early on in the account. So you were like probably. 2016 era which is pretty crazy to think that you know uh you just went from someone who used to comment on my post and dm me sometimes to part of our comic company but yeah. everything works out for a reason and i'm very <laughs> thankful for it i'm glad you know in 2016 you decided to follow you decided to message whatever and it all worked out for the best yep yeah, here we are and here we are so um speaking of a hero story comics um our first comic ariel which we've talked about a little bit on the show and a little bit on the account is done it yeah. got lettered, drawn, written, all that good stuff and you know, all the stuff that goes into a comic and uh, basically all we need to do is submit it to Comicsology. So that will likely be happening either after we record today or at some point tomorrow and as soon as it – it has to like go through a review process but as soon as it posts, we will post it on Instagram and allow you guys to view it. So uh, we're very excited
0: for that and we hope you check it out yeah we'll probably be talking some behind the scenes and whatnot next week's episode just because it'll be up by then most likely but even then ariel it's a short comic but it's very fun to make i think it's a great story and it was just an awesome experience and a good kind of getting used to experience because now drew jd and i we we've had tons of calls talking about our next series which like i said will be a series it's not just gonna be one issue it's gonna be printed uh full-on issues could be online digitally if you prefer that but we are printing issues. We have an idea for a very major story here, and uh, Drew helped design the suit with me. Uh, and we also all came up with a, a story together. JD's working on issue one right now. I believe he's gotten quite a few pages done already, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, so we we uh, had uh, like we have a whole document of ideas, which is a pretty cool like you know just a runaround of ideas. Of all right, I had this one idea while I was in the shower last night, and uh, <laughs> it might be a decent story. Uh, so we write in that document, and basically we pick from there, and we're like, all right, this one should be the one that we do next. So uh, we picked the story, and uh, we decided, all right, let's move forward with it. Let's start actually storyboarding things. So uh, we planned out the three issues, essentially, and uh, from there I was like, all right, once we have a suit design and all the you know little specific things, I can start on a script. So... Uh, like drew mentioned we did that really long call and then we did another call the following week and through that we were able to get all the basic information down and here we are i'm starting the script i think i'm like probably seven or eight pages in, maybe a little bit more now maybe nine pages in but uh it's been fun to write so far it'll of course get written and rewritten and rewritten again but it's it's a lot of fun to work on the script so far Um. Uh, liking the way the story is shaping and I think it has potential to be very good so uh <laughs> I hope it comes out good but it, it's a lot of fun to work on and I can't wait till I mean it'll likely be a while till it's out out but uh you know we're we're gonna post things little by little kind of like how we did for Ariel uh, to show you some of the behind the scenes stuff going on and uh get you hyped about it so it's it's a it's a fun process and I can't wait to see it come to life like how Ariel came to life
0: mm-hmm I would say since our process with Ariel, I feel like this comic will be, although it is longer, I feel like we're used to making comics at this point in a way. We kind of know what we're doing now and say just guessing. So I feel like you could see this comic coming out this year for sure. I would say I feel like my artist is like fast enough that I'm able to pump that out. And Drew also could be doing colors for that, right? yeah (laughs) i
2: uh, got a couple pages that i sent to jd just practicing coloring i think you saw him hunter but yeah Yeah, yeah. i'm excited to uh do double duty on this one and i'm excited (laughs) because you know i kind of i had a more of a hand in this story you guys already had the story planned out when i jumped on to it for letters you know
1: yeah yeah for ariel we we already had pretty much everything done with that story when drew jumped on so he's uh he's with this one on the ground up so he's getting to see the entire process and uh yeah, we're we the the moral of this whole segment here is we are very excited to have him on board. We're very excited for the future of a hero story comics, and yeah, I'm just it's it's a fun time to make comics. We we were going over pages last night and uh, just looking at these pages, I was like, holy crap, I wrote this and now it's in front of me, and you know, it's lettered, it's colored, it's drawn. Like this is amazing to watch this, and it'll it'll be even more amazing when you guys get to see it, and you know, I I, I get to. Uh, experience you know the feedback of it and you know obviously i know with anything that you make not all feedback is going to be great but it, it'll be very nice just to get you know more eyes on my work and it'll help me grow as a writer too so i'm very excited for that
0: and myself as an artist so yeah i agree with that with that being said although a hero story is kind of becoming a comic company at this point the podcast is still here it's still going to happen every week likely it'll still always be free so with that welcome to a hero story episode 98 yeah yeah so for those of you just joining us on hero story hero story is a podcast all about superhero comics ranging from marvel and dc usually we start off by talking about the news of the week afterwards we go over the comics of the week uh this week's comics are if you want to skip ahead to that timestamps stamps in the description aquaman number 60 avengers empire number zero the flash number 756 justice league number 47 red hood and the outlaws number 46 Green Lantern, 80th anniversary, and Batman number, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know. <laughs> 94? Uh, 93, I think. Yeah, right. 93. The Batman that came out this yeah. week, 93. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you want to skip ahead to that, go ahead, but until then, welcome to the news of the week. Uh, we're going into some live action news, a bit of gaming news, and some comic news, starting with live action news. This week has been full of live action Batman stuff, which is good, and also kind of like, eh, so at the start of the week, during the last weekend, we had news of Jeffrey D. Morgan was in talks to play Flashpoint Batman in the Flash movie, and everyone was excited. This happened for like two days before other news came, which I'll talk about in a bit. and now it seems like that idea of Jeffrey D. Morgan in the Flash movie will no longer happen. What do you guys think of that? Um,
2: <laughs> honestly it could go either way. I almost feel like it'd be nice like continuity wise to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Flashpoint Batman because you know we've been talking about it for years now yeah but I I I don't think we're gonna see Flashpoint Batman I feel like that this Flashpoint story is gonna be not the one we're used to you know
0: yeah and that's what the director yeah I agree
1: with yeah I agree with that um I'm a little disappointed. I've never been the biggest Keaton Batman fan. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's bad by any standards. He's just never really been, you know, those movies. I respect what they did for Batman as a whole, but they're just not for me. Um, A little over the top for me, Uh, but I I don't know. It's just to bring him back seems like to me a nostalgic pull. And and I get, you know, listen, you got to pull back audiences, but it just seems like an odd choice for me, especially when JDM is on the table for Flashpoint Batman. I mean, you know, I've seen his performance as comedian and Negan and, you know, you combine those two. You have Flashpoint Batman right there, and I think he would That's be absolutely wonderful as that role. Like I, I really could see him like like Bruce, I haven't heard that name in twenty years. Like, <laughs> oh man, I used to be a doctor. I could see him muttering all those lines like he did as the comedian and it would be so good. So I'm 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 a little disappointed that we We'll possibly never see that now, but at, at the same time, I get that it was already a long shot after the Snyderverse kind of collapsed on itself. So, yeah, we will we'll see. We'll see if the stuff actually works. I mean, they've teased it as a Nick Fury type role, how he kind of plays as the mentor. Oh. I don't know how I feel about that, but you know, it's just to me, this is a Flash movie, and it feels like it's being hijacked as a Batman catalyst movie. So. You know, Keaton appears in this as Flashpoint and then they're setting up a Batman. Be- like it's basically like a two hour trailer for Batman Beyond in the future. I, I get it. Point. But it just, it you know, as a Flash fan, it feels like Flash shouldn't be a side character in his own movie.
0: If Michael Keaton yeah. is in this, I would hope his role isn't as major as some fans seem to think it is. I hope like he gets maybe 20 minutes of screen time. I'd say have him like Spider-Man in Civil War, that amount of screen time, I'd say he's there he's awesome but the movie in the end is a flash movie
2: Even at the end would be nice you know like you know say you you bring jeffrey dean morgan back in and you know he's flashpoint batman and at the end like when he's giving him the letter it's michael keaton you know
1: that that would be acceptable i would be okay with that because then you could at least chalk it up to timeline changes and stuff and you know Kind of play with the the movie the moviegoer's head. I, I'd be okay with that. I just don't want to lose the chance of JDM.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would actually prefer if at the end it shows him giving the letter to Pattinson Batman, and then you connect those universes together. Because I mean that in the end, that's the. Act I, of I I I don't
1: think I don't think the Pattinson universe is gonna be connected ultimately. Like especially uh, with this Keaton news that that makes me feel even it makes it feel even further away. Yeah. I feel like
2: it's gonna be like. Setting up like, I feel like the Pattinson movies, that's going to be like a Batman universe. Like I could see yeah. them doing like six movies, you know, introducing, you know, Dick Grayson, all these other characters. Well, yeah, yeah. Pattinson
0: oh. already signed a contract to do three and he could easily sign more after that if he wanted. Yeah. So three movies are already in the works, but uh, yeah, I guess he won't. I just want him in the main universe. <laughs> it's so weird that we are having a DCU without a Batman. Even- that's so strange
2: even if it's like a cameo, you know, say in this, in this movie, you know, we, you know, we see Grant Gustin for that one second. And what if immediately after that, all of a sudden he's in, you know, the 1989 universe, you know, well,
1: well, I, I made, I made a post about that. I I strongly feel that Grant Gustin will have some kind of appearance in the flash movie, whether it's a, somebody in my comments actually said, what if we see Ezra's cameo in in the crisis, but from Ezra's point of view, so him traveling through and then all of a sudden he runs into Grant. That, yeah, would that would be, be really a happy. good way to do it, I think.
2: Oh, definitely, yeah.
0: Like, I i mean, I'm not the biggest fan of CW Flash. I love Grant Gustin. I'm just not a fan of the show's storyline in general. But the idea of when Flash time travels in that and he sees, like, visions of things, I think that's a really cool idea. And that was in this movie where maybe he sees a vision of another Flash and goes there, and that's how he sees Grant Gustin. And then we get that point of view again. Yeah. When he disappears, we see where did he go? Mm-hmm. Where did he actually uh-huh. go? Oh man, that'd be really cool. I hope that happens. But honestly
2: Who knows what we're gonna get with that? Who knows if it even will happen? It's just rumors, you know, but
1: I mean yeah, so that's the Grant. thing I hate about rumors. I feel like like just addressing them, WB or DC. Like I, I get that you're trying to drive with the fan base, but at this point you end up getting more and more rumors that tackle off of them. So it's like, you know, if a rumor's out there, either squash it or confirm it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. well the thing is with uh, these rumors the Jeffrey Dean Morgan one, that was like a huge rumor the Michael Keaton one seems to be official, like he he is in talks to return, like every single superhero website for reporters are all reporting on this Michael Keaton will return so I firmly actually believe that Michael Keaton will return as Batman but Jeffrey Dean Morgan I don't think it's going to happen anymore unfortunately Uh
2: you guys see the Tom Holland rumor that was floating around? No. no which one was this so the rumor is that tom holland might be playing tim drake in a future pattinson batman movie like a sequel
0: i could kind of see that it's... i don't think it'll happen but wait, I wait think... but, but where, where is this rumor from
2: it was on a couple sites it, not nothing credible nothing credible but i thought it was interesting it it, it made me kind of think like okay you know maybe but I don't think Disney or you know Sony would be willing to let him go. Honestly, the same way with Keaton, like we're, we're probably going to see like a Sinister Six movie at some point. Oh, how is that going to work? Like, I feel like the only way you know Keaton's going to come back is it's going to be a quick cameo. You know, maybe yeah. see him every once in a while. But
0: yeah, apparently he will know. be in the suit. It's not going to be Bruce Wayne. It's going to be Batman. So that's cool at least. But yeah, I'm guessing it won't be very long. The scene itself. We just have to wait yeah. and see. There's also I was- mean. Oh, sorry, I,
1: I, do, you, do you remember a while ago on the podcast, Hunter, I, I was like, we were talking about a Batman Beyond possible movie. And I said, uh, Keaton and Andrew Garfield for Bruce and Terry would be a perfect casting. Please yeah. do it. I <laughs> still stand by that. We got Keaton. Yeah, so
0: I feel like they will do a Batman Beyond movie at this point. And I'd be okay with that, actually. There was oh. another rumor going with a Spider-Man. Well, not a rumor, like officially. J.K. Simmons, he did a video call recently, a video call interview. And they talked about him as J. Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man: Far From Home, and he said that he's Hmm. already filmed another scene with J. Jonah Jameson in another Marvel movie, and he's about to do a third right when the pandemic ends. So that third movie, I'm guessing, is Jared Leto's movie Morbius. I'm guessing it's Morbius because I feel like those movies are connected. Uh, I don't. I don't
2: even want to see that. Don't want to see it. It's honestly. I don't know how they're just letting that happen. You know, like I get like they got the deal with to have Spider-Man, but I feel like them doing these Sony movies and trying to link them in with the MCU is just. How many wow. people are really going to go see Morby? Probably not, not that much. You
0: know? You're going to have to tell
2: people, oh, yeah. it's got connections to the MCU, but. Yeah, that, that's what literally just...
0: going to sell tickets, though. Be like, oh, it's connected to Tom Holland and Spider-Man. Boom, tickets sold. <laughs> there, there,
1: there's a chance Tom Holland may show up in this movie. All right, I guess I have to see it now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was going to see it either way. I don't want to see it, but I'll see it for the podcast. Ugh. JD and I will at that review down. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to see it, and it shouldn't have happened. But I mean, he says he's already filmed a, a cameo for another movie. What other movie would that be besides Morbius? No other MCU movies have been filmed, have they? I mean, he's not going to appear in Eternals. He's not gonna did did Venom 2 over. start or no? Oh, Venom 2 did start. It could be Venom yeah. 2, I guess. Oh, it could be Venom 2. I think that
1: movie has some
2: promise to it.
1: I mean, yeah. Venom at least, you know, was able to... I mean, you know, it's not great, but it's it, it was at least able to hold its own. You know, there's a fan base for it. Morbius, not so much.
0: Yeah, like Venom is one of the few villains that has a comic ongoing and could like keep mm. a comic ongoing. Morbius doesn't. <laughs> Morbius is not Most popular.
2: Morbius is. Yeah. I don't think anybody if you only if you've like watched, you know, the nineties animated series, you know, that's which is what it. I know him from. <laughs> and even then. Yeah. Remember what they did with him that? He wasn't even a vampire. He had like these weird suction cups on his
0: yeah. ears. <laughs> <laughs> to make it like more PG. <laughs> it's strange. Last bit of, of action news uh was there was rumors, heavy rumors. That Hal Jordan, Green Lantern will appear in the Snyder Cut, and it will be Ryan Reynolds. Huh. <laughs> so Wait, this was, yeah. So this was reported by a reporter for, on Twitter, I guess. Uh, but uh, this woman also said that Zack Snyder is going to do a watch party, and during that watch party, he's going to reveal the Snyder Cut before that even happened. Like a week before Snyder announced, I'm doing a Man of Steel watch party, and before he announced the Snyder Cut, so she predicted that. Or she knew that. So okay. this is her next thing that she's saying here. Is that uh, Ryan Reynolds will be in the Snyder Cut as Green Lantern. And now, now yeah. mind you, Green Lantern 2011 was supposed to start a cinematic
1: universe. That was supposed to be the first movie and then I was supposed mm-hmm. to go from there. But after Green Lantern was a misfire, they decided, all right, Man of Steel is going to start a universe instead. So... I don't like the idea of that. I mean, listen, I think Ryan Reynolds is a fine actor, and I think he could have been a good Hal Jordan in the right circumstances, but why would he appear in Justice League? I feel like he hates the role. (laughs) Apparently, he's beefing
2: with Disney right now because Disney really, for some weird reason, they want a PG-13 Deadpool movie. If they're going to do a PG-13 Deadpool movie, don't even bother making Deadpool 3. Agreed. Don't Mm -hmm. even bother. You're just going to ruin it. So, I think it's just kind of a way of saying, give me my already a leverage point. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and in my view, you know, you guys know I'm a big Green Lantern fan. I think Ryan Reynolds did a good job as Hal Jordan. I think he did. The rest of the movie is bad parts of it. I think he did a good job as a character. He did it justice. He did good. But Sinestro the, did the good. The two strong Killowog. points of
1: that movie are him. Yeah. Him as Hal and Mark Strong as Sinestro were both fantastic. Oh, it's like Kilo um, Outside of that, you know, you had like the. Cloud villain, yeah, Kilowog was good too. (laughs) Outside of that, though, you had some odd additions. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that in the Spider Verse that contradicts Green Lantern 2011 is Carol Ferris is in Green Lantern, and then there's Carrie Ferris who's in Man of Steel. So, I mean, that's a minor thing, I guess, but still, that that would be the only contradiction. So, I guess theoretically, they could say Green Lantern was in the same universe. I. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I, I take that rumor with the biggest grain of salt because I don't think it's true, but all right, that's, yeah,
0: that's, that's what something. I thought at first when I spread the article, like this isn't true, but then you go on sites like Reddit or you go on Instagram and you see people talk about it, Everyone believes this. Everyone is saying this, this is true. So I don't know what this is. Huh. Maybe this woman has predicted more things in the past. I didn't do much research on her, but she predicted the Snyder cut. So now she's predicting this and, could be true i i don't want it i i I don't know how i feel about it being true i think if i saw Ryan around screen lantern i more laugh rather than be like whoa he's back
2: so i think that would honestly i think it would ruin it did you guys know um there was an actor his name's sam benjamin he owns the in the snyder like snyder justice yeah
1: yeah he's supposed to be hal jordan isn't he yeah
2: so and i i was like i don't know who this guy is you know he's relatively unknown i was like Looking and just trying to find, you know, some kind of work he's done where he's done an American accent. Sounds like Hal Jordan. Okay, okay. He, he's a British actor, so I was kind of like, ah, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Well, so I only heard angry. one with accent, and that sounds like Hal Jordan to me. Uh huh. Okay. Have, well, to check it out, I'll have to uh, DM it to you guys so you can check it out. Yeah.
0: I mean, I feel like uh-huh. if Hal Jordan is in the movie, I don't know if he would be suited up for it. I feel like if anything, he'll he'll be just be Hal Jordan, and yeah. not Green Lantern. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. Uh, yeah, definitely have to wait. That's it for live action news. A uh, bit of gaming news. This past Wednesday, there was an Avengers War table recap, which is basically uh, the team behind Marvel's Avengers game for PS4 and Xbox One. They came on and they gave a little bit of information about the game since we haven't heard much in a while. Uh, did any of you guys watch it live? Um. I didn't. I, I caught
2: a few seconds of it. it was yeah, pretty and then, cool. I saw four, you know, four yeah. wearing
0: that uh, volunteer shirt. I watched the full You're thing. Right, you know? So basically, what they went over is the main villain is Modoc. They chose Modoc because he's a villain that is fairly powerful in the comics, but not well known to a casual audience. So they want to do someone new. Uh, not much is known on him yet about what his role is. Uh, Captain America is still confirmed to be dead, apparently. Uh, besides that, they just showed a lot of gameplay of a Thor mission, specifically. Uh, they did a bit more information on co-op mode, how when you're in co-op, although the game's not free roam, you could go several different paths. So, mm-hmm. you could be like, you could fly to your next destination over buildings, you could go through alleyways, you could jump from roof to roof, kind of thing. Uh, each character has different play styles that you could choose from. So, I don't know how they're going to do this with Hulk, but each character has range abilities, so you could like fight from a range distance, uh, or it could be close-up or just full-on powerhouse. It says you get to customize your own way, so then like my Thor might be different from your Thor, the way they described oh, it. So, yeah, you basically you choose certain move sets that you could do. So, like, if I were to press X on one move, and you were to press X and we are playing the same character, we might do different things there. So I think that's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. They did... like an injustice, you know? Like, yeah, the different yeah.
2: gear, the different moves that you'd get if you got certain gear on. Exactly. At least that's what it looked like to me, you know,
0: exactly. The last trailer that came for this was like a year ago, but at the end of that trailer showed uh, Hank Pym Ant-Man. Hank Pym Ant-Man is not Mm. playable. He is a main character within the story, but he is not playable. Uh, They are more playable characters, but they haven't revealed them yet. They said they will be revealing them either next month or August when they do a second War Table recap. So Mm. we just kind of have to wait and see. Besides that, the event was only like 25 minutes. It was mostly showing a mission with Thor, where Thor and Hulk have to basically take on. They're like on a ship in the sky, and they're just fighting robots. And yeah, Uh, there's several different skins. They even said at one point, if you've noticed a character wearing a different suit or skin or whatever in a comic book, it's in this game. So I think that's cool. They said there's hundreds of skins. That's awesome. You could you could choose these skins anytime you want. So, even if you're, like, on the second mission, you could have Hulk in a suit if you have that skin. Uh, the skins are unlocked just by how your progress in the story or by doing certain challenges within the story. Like, for example, they might be, like, get to this area without touching a building. Do that, you might get a skin. So, they said Iron Man tends to have the most skins because of all the suits. But a lot of characters right. have several different skins. So, yeah, it's cool. That's all the information guys, uh, that they really gave.
2: You guys most excited to play as. Game.
0: You wanna Ooh, go first? Uh, <laughs> I I feel like it's just gonna be so cool the ability to switch. So uh, I want to play as Thor mostly, just because we saw a lot of Thor gameplay. I thought I think his abilities are cool. You could like throw the hammer, punch some guys, throw lightning at him, then summon the hammer back. It, it's just his playstyle looks like the most fun. Plus, he could fly. He's one of the few characters that can actually, actually fly. So I think he looks. Nice that's true. To play. Hulk also looks fun. He's just a powerhouse the whole time
1: yeah
0: but yeah uh it was they also said um revolve like you could do side missions and stuff by going to certain characters such as hank Pym, matt or nick fury or someone else that i can't remember an agent on, of shield to do side missions so mm-hmm. those characters will be revolving around the whole game nick fury is hair in this i think i thought that w- was kind of weird <laughs> to me but yeah. <laughs> uh, the, whole, the whole idea is that they're like Side characters that you could do missions for, but yeah, next reveal they'll reveal a new character. Who do you guys want to see as a playable character besides the one that Ooh, I
2: was just gonna ask this? Um,
0: <laughs> no, is, I'd it... like
2: to see uh, Scarlet Witch, maybe Quicksilver, that'd be kind of neat. Good wonder, ones, what they look like, you know.
1: Is, yeah. is vision available in the game or no? No,
0: as of now, no, at least.
1: I feel like I feel like vision would be pretty cool just because there's a lot you could do with him,
0: yeah. I mean, if they're not doing just full-on Avengers character, I would say, I think Iron Fist would be cool. But oh, yeah. if it's just Avengers character, I would also say probably Vision or Spider-Man. Be been cool. Avenger before. Hawkeye. If they dropped
2: the fan before in there, it would be cool, you know?
0: Yeah, that would.
2: Well, they all kind of have similar play styles to the characters we've seen, you know? So it's like, I
0: don't mm-hmm. know if
2: it'd, it'd be worth it or not, but it'd be kind of neat, you know?
0: It'd be cool just to play as, yeah i'm shocked we haven't seen hawkeye yet i feel like he will definitely be a playable character so just have to wait and see i've been reading a lot of hawkeye comics recently so i'm kind of in that hawkeye mood (laughs) if we have other characters that aren't avengers though i think human torch would also be another cool character to play as yeah or invisible woman if for like a stealth mission but we'll have to wait and see um that's it for the gaming news for comic news a few things shazam is ending at issue 15. Thanks, Jeff Jones. Ah,
1: God. Okay, this was in the solicitations like from the beginning of the month, and I somehow skimmed over it, but I was going back to the solicitations to look for some cover for a post, and I re-read the Shazam one, and I was like, wait, ending? I was like, oh, no. So I sent it to our group chat, and Hunter was like, oh, no, and then he made a post about it, and we were all like, oh, no. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Shazam's ending. Now, it's not a great shock. It, it's had its problems with getting out on time. Jeff has had his problems with getting out on time. I I know ultimately he's just too busy for an ongoing. You know, he could do a mini series or a maxi series between Doomsday Clock or Three Jokers, but an ongoing is too much for him right now between all the TV stuff he's doing and I'm sure whatever personal yeah. projects he has going on. So I'm, I'm definitely saddened by this, but it ultimately makes sense. But uh, it's He's also
0: working on Stargirl and apparently still writing a Green Lantern TV show script. So I, he's ready, yeah,
1: I, I just I got so hyped when he said, you know, I want to be what Mark Wade was to Flash, I want to be that to Shazam, and I'm like, oh, well, damn, you're already that to Green that. Lantern, so it would be cool for you to do two characters, but uh, breaks my heart. I mean, his issues were really good. It's just,
0: oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I love soon. the Shazam comics. I think they're great right now. I think they're leading up to something amazing with Superboy Prime, and then he's he's ending his last issue at issue 13, actually. And there's a guest writer doing issue. Yeah, Jeff
1: Jeff Lopness is writing the last two.
0: Yeah, so just to kind of wrap up the series, and now we're kind of in that hiatus again. Where, where is Shazam? Because when New Fifty Two ended, Shazam was a huge character in New Fifty Two. He was he had his own little mini series, and then after that, he went straight to Trinity War, and after that, he went straight to Justice League. And he had a major role mm. in uh Darkseid War. And then right when that ended, he was gone for years. No one knew where Shazam was. He was never mentioned. He was in no comics until, you know, his series started. And now he's gone mm. again. So it's like, okay, when are we going to see Shazam again? I hope he's just put on the Justice League. Put him on the Justice League, and then we're good. Because then we'll know where he is yeah, at the time. Be interesting. Yeah, I agree. He was on the Justice League New 52, and I thought he was fantastic. Him and Cyborg had such great chemistry. He had the type of chemistry that, like, Barry and Hal did, but it was Cyborg and Shazam. I loved them together. They would play ping-pong all the time. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious, but now he's gonna go missing again, it seems. It's a shame. I do recommend a series if you haven't read it yet, but...
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure once it's done, like, the trade of it will be nice, because you could just read, I guess, both his arcs, you know, in one sitting will be good, Uh, but... Yeah, very sad. But we at least have good comic news to end the news section, which is the, of course, beautiful Three Jokers covers, which, uh, yeah. my goodness. I mean, oh, Jason yeah. Payback, we all know, is a god since Dark Side War. But to see his Three Jokers, I mean, he's been working on Three Jokers for, what, four years now? So I expect a top-tier work, and he blew past those expectations. It is so top-tier. It is quite amazing. I I am really enjoying every single cover. Like He's making it hard to decide what cover I want. Yeah, uh,
2: you looking at?
0: You guys think you're gonna get?
2: Well, let's go. Do you guys have
0: the post in front of you right now? Here, I'll I'll send it to you right here. Yeah. So go on the last slide of Jason Fatbox post on Instagram. Book one. What are you picking? There's Joker with the crowbar. Batman.
1: Well, well, I, I was considering doing for book one, book two, and book three, getting the main and the variant. The main Joker and then the Batman, Batgirl, and eventual Red Hood. As for the other variants with, like, the different types of Jokers, those are the ones that have me puzzled. So yeah, I'm thinking those, main and variants on on the, you know, on the regular.
0: Yeah, that's my playing game 2-H as well. Maybe a game CGC just because that will look beautiful. Uh, for yeah. those who don't know, the covers were revealed. So originally we just have, they're just close-ups of the characters. So the main cover for book one, Joker with a bloody crowbar and Batman. And then the variants that were revealed is Red Hood Joker, where he has, like, the red tube kind of on his head. Uh, joker with a joker fish do you guys know what that's from i don't recognize that
2: uh, uh it's from an old story when joker tried to uh
1: isn't that the first fish. um like the first modern joker where yeah. it's like uh the the smart, the laughing fish or something like that like in yeah. the 70s they yeah, tried to copyright fish
2: adapted it on the animated series
1: yeah
0: okay uh, uh so variant for book 2 the main covers are joker like an anarchist like joker and batgirl and then the variants are joker in a prison joker with a monocle and joker putting on makeup book three. joker
1: with the monocle has got to be death in the family
0: yeah i was gonna say that prison cell that could be anything really i don't know what that one is
1: maybe maybe killing joke like when he's waiting for batman in the asylum even though it's not really him
0: oh good one that's a good one there Book three, Joker kind of laughing, doing like a little funny face. And then a variant will be, the next one will be Red Hood, but we haven't seen that one yet. And then the next variant is the real killing joke one of the camera and the Hawaiian shirt, eyes kind of covered, which looks beautiful.
1: Yeah, I I think ultimately I got to get all the mains and variants, like those three, because they're going to look good. And I kind of like the idea of CG seeing them just because they would look really nice, like especially the... All lined up like that, I could just picture it on my wall. It would look beautiful. But oh man, this is this is gonna be going.
0: Which one? Are? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what are we pick any? <laughs> for me, I would. I mean, I'm I'm gonna get the main covers. I think for sure, all one, two, three, four, five, six of them. But for variants, I kind of want as well i don't know what i picked though uh, it's something. Okay, <laughs> they got... all look so good like they're all
1: top tier if, if you haven't seen them and you don't know what we're talking about go on jason faybox instagram and go to his most recent post last slide he posted like all the covers like in a checklist it's so beautiful and we still have four to be revealed which should be good
0: i mean can you guys think of what other four will be revealed i mean one of them is redhead we know that but yeah what other jokers could be revealed? Here? I wonder I could... if we'll get a
1: uh, like a new a new a new fifty two Joker. I was about to say uh, that one for the right
0: side. I was just about yeah. to say that. Oh, I'm gonna get that one. I think <laughs> something about his design. Like, if we got like the cut off face thing, that that's one of my favorite Joker looks. I know it's strange, uh-huh. but I just really really like that era of Joker. It was the era that yeah. got me into comics, basically. So yeah. I really hope we get new fifty two Joker. Besides that, uh, other Joker appearances. I don't really know. I'm, I'm trying to think sense. like what
1: else is like a big enough one to do. Um, Morrison. Um, oh, yeah, it could, be, it could be the Morrison Joker.
2: Yeah. Bullet in the middle of his head.
1: And and they could also do uh, kind of like the uh, like '90s Joker um, from like Joker's Last Laugh, where he has like the black suit. Oh yeah. Ooh, cool that's
0: one. a good one. I was thinking long Halloween Joker, where he has like maybe the flight helmet on. Oh the really long
1: face. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know granted all these faces are kinda of like the same face in the end. But you could do something like yeah. the, the yellow teeth or the crooked the crooked yellow teeth and like the you know when he's flying during the winter se- season of Long Halloween in the plane? Have him with like the yeah. flight gear on. Yeah. Oh, these are really good. <laughs> this this is yeah. making me appreciate them way more. I really want to get CGC'd. Book like one, two, and three. Yeah. maybe like the the Batman. Yeah, to, get, to get
1: them graded, especially like the Bat Family ones, they're gonna look so good next. Yeah, I was thinking
0: that. the Bat Family ones. I like, get them like all framed side by side. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Because I'll I'll <laughs> probably be reading the ones with Joker. But man, when is this release again? What when is?
1: August. It was, supposed to, it was supposed to be the summer months, but I guess it got pushed back due to COVID. Um, I'm not even sure what the first release date is. August 25th. Oh, oh, geez, that's coming up soon. <laughs>
0: Wait, what, what 25th? June? Don't August. Wait, today.
1: You you wish it was June 25th. <laughs>
0: yeah. July 25th? August. August 25th. Oh, okay. Dang it. So, <laughs> it's coming soon, but it's still a bit away. He says in the caption, "Uh, he'll explain his thoughts behind each cover in the weeks ahead with solo posts. And he's going to reveal the rest of the covers in the coming weeks. I really, oh, awesome. I don't know. Out of all the four covers that we haven't seen yet, the one I want to see the most is Red Hood. I really like, I like his Red I Hood. I want to look. see Red Hood. Yeah. If, like, if, we'll... if I'm
1: not mistaken, he's done some Red Hood art with like the blood on the face, which I'm assuming is something that we're going to get. Kind of like how uh, the Batgirl one has like a splash of blood on it. So that's okay. that's what I'm mad we're going to get. But I'm I'm ready for it.
0: Yeah, it just his Red Hood's so good. I wonder if we'll have him with the helmet on or just with the mask and the showing his hair. Could be uh, one of the very,
2: you know? Yeah. know? Oh, yeah. The uh, mask on, mask off.
0: Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm waiting for it. I'm going to get the Red Hood.
2: I'm going to get the, the first Red Hood Joker one, the, the family one, and whatever the Red Hood ends up being. Sure, you know?
1: Yeah. Red Hood. I'm ready for my bank account to die from Jason Faybach.
0: Yeah, because these are black level books, so they'll likely be like, what, $6 each?
1: <laughs> Yikes. <laughs>
0: so not your average 399 it's gonna be a great story i can feel it
1: oh yeah i I really feel this is gonna be the most influential bat story since killing joke
0: well that's what they've even said like jeff john says that he thinks this could be like the best he's had this idea for a while clearly since he revealed it (laughs) like five years ago but yeah (laughs) (laughs) he says that like this is his only batman story they can think of that is like perfect he didn't want to do a batman story unless he thought it was perfect because there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of batman stories out there so he says this yeah. is his ideal batman story and even Fabok has just gone on and say like this is the best script he's ever read in his life and this guy did dark side war and he read the dark side war <laughs> yeah that's my favorite book so man i'm really i'm more excited to this than i think i am for doomsday glock when, when that uh, was coming out wow that is that is a, that is a huge I, I mean i might be there with you but oh man well maybe not now i don't know i think just the doom's it's got to be close there
1: at least listen anytime it's jeff i'm ready i'm there
0: yeah you know me i'm ready for yeah. shazam 13 <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but, a... uh, that, that pretty much brings us to the end of the news of the week which yep. is, uh, was an extended news but there was a lot of good stuff there so uh now we'll move on to the comics of the week and i think the one that we gotta start with uh it's got to be Green Lantern, of course. The anniversary issue. Um, yeah. This is. I'm, I'm going to go out and say it right away. I think this is the best anniversary issue out of the bunch from DC. Agreed.
3: Now, I think so, a lot of
1: them have been underwhelming, uh, such as uh, Tech 1000. I thought Action 1000 was pretty good. I thought Tech 1000 was a little underwhelming. I thought Flash 750 was underwhelming. I thought Wonder, Wonder Woman 750 Wonder. was underwhelming. So, oh, I you know, I, I didn't read uh, Joker or Catwoman 1. So, you know, I, I needed a good anniversary book. And... This one I think delivered. Uh it had the most quality stories overall. Would you guys agree? Yeah, no, yeah Every agree. story was good.
2: Every story was good in here. There wasn't necessarily
1: a bad one. And, and 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 something something I said about this from the beginning, they really went all out with the covers first of all. Every cover felt like like it really represented eight years of Green Lantern. And then uh there's also the the talent there. You know, on Flash, like they didn't even bring back Mark Wade for that like for Green Lantern, they brought back all the talent over the years. You got Jeff Johns, you got Robert Venditti, you got Peter Tomasi, you got Denny O'Neill, rest in peace. You got you know all, all these like big time uh, uh, Ron Mars, you know huge Green Lantern writers over the years, like that really show who made the character what it is today. So I you know I really didn't feel that on Flash 750 they got the kind of talent they should have. Mm-hmm. So it, it was it was really refreshing to see like such great creative teams on this book.
0: Hey, even then with flash it was majority Barry stories but in this one we got a story for pretty much every human lantern i think yeah and no sinestro. we did there was it yeah and even sinestro while well, flash 750 i know there was a wally story or two but in the end it felt mostly like a barry allen story which is kind of yeah. disappointing but yeah this was we will say this on air now what coverage did you guys get i got the
1: liam sharp regular cover i originally was going to go for the kyle rayner one but my shop did not have it so i ended up with this cover which i'm not disappointed with that cover is quite amazing and it shows every lantern off very nicely so you know i I was fine with getting this cover
0: nice yeah my girlfriend got the same one as you actually i ended up going for the ivan reese cover just because it celebrates Uh jeff johns in general i mean you got superboy prime in the background cyborg superman sinestro It, it just celebrates this whole run which is my favorite green lantern run Besides Allen Palace, maybe. But it's beautiful. It's such a good cover. It's one of my favorite covers I think I've seen this year. Yeah. What about you, Drew?
2: Of course I had to get the Guy Gardner variant. You know, I gotta support the redheads, fellow redheads. You know, (laughs) I went out of my way to get this one. You know, I could have got anything, but I went to my shop, they had all of them except for this one. I was like, do it, gotta get gotta get Guy Gardner, you know. Respect, respect.
1: The, the guy the guy garden was really cool like i i really loved that like each cover felt like it had like an individual taste so if you like this lantern you're not left out and that was really cool to me i i wish my shop also would have had the uh nicholas scott 40s one because that one looked really cool
0: that one was cool. oh yeah. yeah but i ended up but, going uh so, the shop with all of them so i kind of got a good pick of what i wanted in the yeah yeah you yeah. So, so, uh,
1: so I, I figure like we do for every anniversary book, we kind of break it story by story. So, um, the first one is, of course, an Alan Scott story by James Tinian, drawn by Gary Frank, artist from uh, Doomsday Clock, Batman Earth 1, uh, Shazam and the New 52, great artist. Uh, uh, the art is, of course, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing is pretty good, too. Uh, I've never been,
0: you know, that big into Alan Scott, but I, I thought the story was pretty entertaining. You know, it's a good start to the book. I've game getting more into but- Alan Scott now that he's returned we haven't seen this guy in 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's good to have Alan back. And it's, it's more just like a recap of his origin, which I think is fine. You know, he's on a train. Yeah, It was kind of interesting.
1: Like, yeah, the, the idea of him being the sole survivor of something. And like, it's kind of like a guilt you have to live with. I I think is an interesting concept Mm -hmm. and seeing him, you know, kind of break out as the green lantern on that last page. Like, you know, going going from, uh, you know, in the beginning of the story, I'm pretty sure he's like a stranger to this woman. And then at the end, uh, You know, she even calls him like the Green Lantern and, you know, with the logo writing, which is I always find that cool uh, when lettering does that. But, um, you know, that that, that last page with him flying off, it looks really good. And, you know, Gary Frank can make anything look good, but it's it's quite a page.
0: Yeah, this made me nostalgic for Doomsday Clock for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just just the art made me like, man, this feels like I'm reading Doomsday Clock again, even with like all these like old timey characters as well, like Alan Scott. So I, I really like how he draws the, the light, how it's like a fire instead of a light. I think that's really cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a really good touch. Mm-hmm.
0: Would you guys rate that story through rapid fire here?
1: I would say like an 8 out of 10. I, re- I really enjoyed it. The art definitely carries it, but I thought the writing was pretty good too.
2: I'd say I'd say 8.
3: Um, yeah, the
1: art, you know, Ian's a good writer.
2: I'd say
0: 8 it's, as uh, well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tinian puts out quality. Uh, The next story, the Jeff Johns one, of course, that that was the one I was like most highly anticipating because, I mean, Jeff is by all means, you know, the Green Lantern guru. You know, he made a lot of the mythos that exist today and we love him for it. Uh, So we I was talking to Hunter about this uh, before we started recording. We saw some of this art. Ivan Rees posted it like in January because he thought the issue was going to be out in March, so he posted like some of the behind the scenes pencils, so, like the scene where uh, he's looking at like the constructs of all the lanterns. We had already seen that, so but I kind of forgot about that. So when I saw this, I was like, "Oh snap!" I saw this a few months ago. Like it's cool to finally see it, you know, in the
0: book. Hmm. Yeah, he contacts Dude. all green and blue lanterns. I just realized you could see blue lanterns in that too. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, the yeah. whole story itself is about how no, no, the no, no. planet doing his last words to three messages. So he sends last words to the Greenlander Corpse, then to Batman, then to uh, Carol. But he ends up being on Earth the whole time. He was just like in a desert next to Vegas. So it's like a fun thing. Yeah, Yeah, and then the last panel of the League is really nice. (laughs) Although he just kind of laughing as Hal just sits there like, damn it. Because he he basically said like, thank you, Bruce. I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) die. I like the story a lot, actually. I would give this one... Like, I don't see any flaws here, so I give it like a 10. 10 means no flaws. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I would say like, yeah, like 9.5. I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's very simple, but it, it gets the job done. You know, in, in these anniversary issues, you really don't have that many pages to work with. So Jeff is able to craft up a very nice story. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's a nice little twist at the end to be like, oh, he's on Earth the entire time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, this is my,
2: my favorite story in here for sure, honestly. Like, a nice, simple Jeff John story. You know, kind of like the Captain Cold one in the Flash,
1: yeah, uh, it oh, was simple,
2: nostalgic, mm-hmm.
3: you
0: no
2: know, my two favorite runs are you know Jeff Johns Green Lantern, and Jeff Flash, so
0: yeah, you know. oh favorite artist oh. Then. or favorite writer, I mean, yep, nice next story he's he's,
1: he's my favorite writer of all time and and he's you know he's he always puts out quality Mm -hmm. um the the next one sinestro is a sinestro story by cullen bunn and drawn by doug monkey uh this one was i thought really good uh this one kind of took me by surprise i don't know why like based on like the first two pages i was like eh, i don't know you know it's just Sinestro talking about fear like what you know what makes this different but I, i don't know the way he talks about fear like it felt like one of those like epic villain monologues from a movie and yeah. the way it ends, like, so coldly, like, with him sending the blast and going after the ring again, like, that was... The, it, it was really good. This this felt like a very Sinestro story, you know? Like, if I if somebody asks me, what is Sinestro all about, you just gotta show them these few pages. Oh,
0: well, that's a good Definitely. point. And, I mean, we've seen Sinestro for the past few years as ultraviolet. It's good to see him in yellow again. Like, I, I mm-hmm. think he really rocks that yellow lantern. We haven't even seen a yellow lantern in general in a long time, I feel like. So... It's good to have him back. <laughs> you yeah. know, this might not even be taking place in present time. Yeah, I,
1: I would give the, I would give that one a nine out of ten. I re- I really enjoyed that story.
0: I give it like a eight point five. Ah, uh, what about
1: you, Drew? Give it an eight. Um, like it, you know,
2: Doug Mankey's one of my favorite uh, artists that, uh, out there. You know, loved what he did with Green Lantern.
1: Uh, yeah, um, it's a good story. I'd give it an eight. Yeah um the next one i I completely forgotten that uh denny o'neill actually had a story in this so uh as i said before rest in peace to denny o'neill he recently passed away so this is his as far as i know his last story ever yeah unless he made one for one of the future anniversary issues but i don't know of any so i'm gonna say this is probably his last story ever um he's of course famous for his hard traveling heroes in the 70s with him and neil adams uh this one's not drawn by neil adams but it's drawn by mike grell who it's uh, famous for his Green Arrow run in the uh, '80s, and yeah, '80s uh, with like the Longbow Hunters and all that. Uh, the art's really nice. Uh, the writing, you know, it's 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 definitely like uh, to that that era of DC Comics, and uh, you know, hard traveling heroes was a huge hit at the time. Uh, it's a nice little story. I like the idea that you know how Jordan can escape the planet just to go read a book and you know kind of find the meaning of life through that. Um, it, it's, a, it's a very like nostalgic story. And, uh, you know, just following Denny O'Neill's death, it was like, okay, this was, this was a good story. So I, I enjoyed it. I would yeah. give that one like an eight out of 10.
0: I give it like an eight. It's simplistic. The only thing, one thing that kind of creeped me out was when Hal stops, uh, green arrow from like punching out clocking is like, he uses a construct with just a ton of arms. to like hug down his legs and stuff. That was kind of creepy <laughs> besides that. No, yeah. it's a simplistic classic story. I thought it was fine. I'll give it like an eight.
2: Yeah. What about you, Drew? Give it a 7.5. I would give it an eight if they if they brought back Neil Adams. I think Neil Adams would have been great with I'm, this.
1: I'm kind of surprised they didn't bring back Neil Adams for this, but I wonder if it was a money dispute because I noticed that he hasn't really worked on a lot of these anniversary issues besides, I think, Tech 1000. Yeah. So yeah. I, um, I mean, he he is the guy who charges fifty bucks per signature at a comic con, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was a money dispute. Yeah, yeah I got a signature from him. Oh, and, you did? Uh, I you I, I saw him at uh at at the Connecticut con. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on the name, Terrificon, and I was like, I I went to his line and I'm like, ooh, fifty bucks a signature, never mind. So
2: I asked him. I met him. I was like, oh, who's your favorite character to draw? You know, just wondering. I was kind of expecting it to be like Green Arrow or Green Lantern, and he was like. Uh, you know, they're just at the end of the day, they're just you know, kid guys with costumes, you know, just like what like, they were so. He's like, Yeah, I like drawing the female characters more, you know. Uh, just, it was just so weird. I was just what, like, What an
1: odd answer! <laughs> yeah, I was, that's that's bizarre, yeah. that's so weird. <laughs> I,
2: I got the um, the cover with Roy Harper um, you know, the junkie one doing drug. Oh yeah, my God. I got, that, <laughs> I got that blown up sign. And That's when I went awesome. to, you know, I want, I wanted to hang it up in my room. Still haven't hung it up. I've had it for almost two years now. <laughs> and, um, I went to bring it up. He was like, Oh, if I was you, I'd just get the book. It's like, uh, I just want the big print. Yeah. 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 I
3: I've
1: had, uh, I've had covers blown up into posters before I have uh, on my wall. Flash one twenty three And, uh, green lantern green arrow 76 the one where uh house trying to make a he's trying to make a construct and he's uh, in brightest day in black's night and green arrow stops him and says never again you yeah. know I, I, the, the, those things are cool the ward is a junkie is one that i've wanted to get for a while so that's, that's cool that You got that sign but yeah I, i've always heard weird stories about neil adams and i've heard he could be a little uh how do i put this nicely a bit of a dick so <laughs> uh so you know yeah i saw him in edmonton little... expo and i
0: was actually excited that he was Going to attend, I'm like, man, I could get him to sign something, but he was charging like seventy dollars per autograph. I was like, uh, well, maybe not. Yeah. Sam Humphrey spoof was like nearby, he's doing it for free. I'm like, okay, I'll just go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. That, that's how I felt
1: at the con I went to, but uh, yeah. So that that was our experience with Neil Adams. Um, <laughs> the, the the next story, um, Ron, Ron Mars and Daryl Banks, the famous team from the original Kyle Rayner Green Lantern run, the team that saved green lantern essentially i mean their run was what reinvented the character and yeah say like they even bring it up in the story like they saved the character uh it's kyle rayner uh going to guy Gardner's uh bar and kind of just going through superhero stuff and saving the day and the guy that he's with is kind of like the audience member who's like uh no you carried the torch by yourself you know without you they wouldn't the lanterns wouldn't exist today so it's kind of like a nice compliment to the mars and banks run it's like you know, thanks for all you did because uh it was it was important to keeping Green Lantern the character it would eventually become. So I, I always love uh their run. Kyle's run is probably my favorite Green Lantern run. I know Jeff's is an all time great. It's it's like it's like one in one A for me, but I, I really love Kyle's run underneath Mars and Banks and uh it was nice to see them teamed up on a story again. And it was nice to see a Kyle Solo story after so long.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, it was nice. I, I gave this one, one like, like 8.5. A, yeah, I was gonna say eight point five as well. <laughs> like
1: 8.5 yeah and yeah, definitely 8.5 yeah it was, it was a good one um the next one is the pete tomassi one if i'm not mistaken yep pete tomassi uh, guy gardner and kilowag um really good story that caught me by surprise this is another one that like i thought like kind of started a little slow and i'm like all right it's you know guy gardner and kilowag going on a mission to a planet and i'm like yeah okay you know whatever um but yeah, as yeah, tomassi perfect. always does he makes me uh feel for characters that uh i wouldn't always feel for you know guy Gardner's never been one of my favorites but uh when written right I, and tomassi is one of the guys who writes him right uh t- to see him written right is great and uh it ends up being a nice birthday surprise for kilowag and uh yeah it, w- it was really well done uh with the art and all um i i for some reason i thought when tomassi was on this i thought gleason was with him and i was so excited because oh, yeah. they, they did great work on Green Lantern Corps in the 2000s, but it wasn't Gleason. It's 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 kind of an artist who has Gleason style, but it's not quite Gleason. So that that's the only uh, minor complaint I would have about this story is, you know, no Gleason. But, you know, it's <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. It's still a good story. I'd give it like a like a 9. I really enjoyed it.
0: I gave it a 9 as well. It was kind of emotional yeah. at the end with Kilowog.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd give Give
2: it a nine. I um, I talked to Pete Temazzi uh, about Guy Gardner when I went to meet him at Terrificon. And I was just like, you know what? like I need to bring Guy Gardner back, give him his own book. And I was like, I think you should write it. And he was like, like the way you think, you know? He was like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I've always said that about uh, Robert Venditti. I think he would – I after Hall & Pals, I was begging for a kilowatt – I mean – uh a rkillo and guy gardner miniseries because their friendship in and pals was so great and i would have loved to see it f- uh, further explored and vendidi's like yeah i'm for it i'd do it <laughs> so awesome. at the
2: time at the time i had my hair cut kind of like guy gardner had a green lantern <laughs> shirt on and i was like you know what cast him i want that role i will i'll, I'll get jacked <laughs> for that role it's me you know
1: yeah, well, you just got to get the guy Gardner. I don't know if you could be that mean, you know, trying to be like Guy Gardner, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, yeah. My fault. the a red hair. You could play uh, him. My <laughs> yeah. fault.
0: There was a drunk. Um. Next was the uh, <laughs> the the, uh, the
1: next story. I'm just McDuffie. realizing now uh, was written by the spouse of, of Dwayne McDuffie. I didn't realize that. I just saw McDuffie there, so I thought it was written by Dwayne McDuffie. Did he pass away recently? Yeah couple okay. uh, a couple months ago okay this story i don't know I, I kind of found myself uh skimming through more um but um looking back at it, it it's it's pretty interesting uh hawk girl and john stewart I, i've never been a big john stewart fan i guess that's why i was kind of just you know this one didn't really catch my attention as much as the rest but uh that, that's cool i didn't realize that this was uh, dedicated to Dwayne McDuffie and written by his wife that, that that's a really nice thing by dc to do so that, that uh I don't, I don't even know if i could rate this one because I, I feel like now i gotta reread it but uh uh, that's that's really cool of DC to do. I I like that It's a like
0: lot. a
2: it was like a nice homage to you know that relationship those two characters had, Hawk Girl and John Stewart in the animated series, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: But uh, you know, it, it was okay. It was like kind of a, a little skimmer, you know. It was my least yeah.
0: favorite of the book. I kind of ended like abruptly. 6. Yeah. Yeah, I give it a 6.
1: Yeah. But I still think it's cool for editorial to do that, and uh, yeah, I, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the next story is, I mean, he... to me, the best one because it just it definitely caught me by surprise. Um, I, I don't, is it your guys' favorite one out of the bunch, or was the I Jeff one better? Do you guys do like Jeff? Jones my
2: one, my second favorite.
1: Yeah, my second. Favorite okay, as well. fair. I, I think this one was my favorite. I don't know, maybe I, I'm fresh off reading it, so you know that's that's why. But uh, yeah, before recording so this, an older version <laughs> he of he
0: was reading it jd read this whole book in like two yeah minutes. I, <laughs> <laughs> all right not two minutes is an exaggeration i, I, I uh I was I having
1: a- my, <laughs> my shop was didn't get the comics because of ups uh bad shipment so they didn't get it till thursday but i worked late on thursday so i didn't get to go on thursday so i had to get it friday during my lunch break and i didn't have time to read them all during my lunch break so i had to read it right before we recorded and uh I'm a bit of a multitasker. So like while we're having conversation, I can read and talk at the same time. And so uh, weird. So I'm having conversation <laughs> with Drew while reading the story. He's I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty good multitasker. But uh,
2: yeah, like we we're just talking about it. And I, and then like mid conversation, you just snuck it in there. Oh, yeah, I'm done now. It's <laughs> like, wait, weren't you on the Venditti? There's like there were like three stories after
0: that. <laughs> well, when yeah, I first started a, the call, multitasking thing, um, he, he was just like, hey, I'm not ready. I'm just reading the Alan Scott story. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fine. It's like, OK, I just finished the Daniel and one. What <laughs> did you skip to, or <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, I'm a
1: quick reader. What can I say? Um, yeah, Jesus, a- anyway, the-, the Venditti story is beautiful. It's an older version of Hal Jordan, John Stewart, and Kyle Rayner. Uh, and they're getting lunch, uh, it's like a yearly event for them. And they have the fourth t- uh seat open for Guy Gardner, and they're talking about how you know it's always the four of them. Uh, and they make all the references to four Four legs on a table and all that. Uh, they're-, they're drinking, they're clinking, they're talking about the good old days. It's really nice. Um, and the the only thing that threw me off about this story is uh the the way Guy Gardner's hair is drawn there like I've never seen him with hair like that usually yeah. his hair like more of like either like a buzz cut or like the bowl cut so his hair looks very fluffy there but uh, <laughs> it's strange um, strange story. there there were a lot of there were a lot of flashbacks with Sinestro and a lot of funny dialogue too they're like oh Sinestro he's always trying to take over the universe like give it up dude I thought that <laughs> that killed me um but they're just talking about the good old days fighting Sinestro fighting the Dark Stars and uh. Guy Gardner being, you know, <laughs> getting naked in a battle to fight Sinestro. Like that, that that was hilarious. And they're basically just talking about the good times with Guy, hinting towards the end of the story, which I, I didn't really catch. So the ending hit me like a truck. Um, and they, they, they leave, and they're like, oh, see you next year to the waitress. And they're like, uh, We're going four legs like, on a table, four walls on a house, four seats in a Mustang GT, the four horsemen, and they're at Guy Gardner's grave. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Robert Venditti, god damn it, that was beautiful. It was a really great story. That one was my favorite one. Like that that hit me like a like a ton of bricks. That was crazy.
0: I give it like a 10 as well. I give both Charles. Yeah, that that,
1: right? that that one's a 10 for me. That one was really good. The the yeah, I'd give it
0: Sorry, go on.
2: Yeah, I'd give it a 10. It was um, you know, I I loved Hal Pals. I think it was a great run on Green <laughs> me Lantern, too. you know. Miss it, especially now with Grant Morrison. I miss it so much. Uh, I, I'm still mad that the way it ended was just so like, oh, we were gonna, what are we gonna see next? And then Grant Morrison takes over, scrapped the idea. He probably didn't even read Howl and Lantern Corps. No, that, that's I felt.
0: The ending of Howl and Pals had uh, Howl and Carol reuniting, and then in Greenland and uh, Grant Morrison's in the runoff, first like, issue of the Greenlanders, they want to draw like the side of the road, yeah, yeah, it's like, okay. Well, did Carol not happen or? <laughs> I do not like that at all. But yeah, it was a nice story. It kind of makes sense that Guy's the first to go to. <laughs> Sorry, Drew. I know yeah. you're a Guy fan, but I feel like he would be the first to die. Out of four. Yep. <laughs> he takes too many risks. Yep. But, but I,
1: I do like the idea, and this feels like something that could be applied to the Flashes as well. Like, they kind of, like, even after retirement, they still meet up every year. Like, that. that's really cool to me.
0: Yeah uh, the last, but, uh story, or the, the, the last
1: story two stories left. Yeah, yeah, there's two stories left left uh the Jessica Cruz one is uh all about anxiety um I I've personally never dealt with anxiety so um I though I do enjoy reading Jessica's stories it just never like personally resonated with me but I know a lot of people do personally resonate with it so uh I'm sure for that that story was great I, I thought it was really well written though um just kind of like explaining how anxiety works mm-hmm. um and and yeah. kind of just like I like I, I think a cool way to showcase it is with pictures of like how it feels so so i thought that was uh really well written and helped me kind of understand more of what anxiety is because i've I, you yeah. know i've always heard the term but I, I never really had like a full grasp on like what it's like so i thought this was a really good story for that and uh it, it was really nice to see her and simon back together we haven't seen them together in a while so
0: years yeah fighting king shark it was a simplistic story it was nice in the end i feel like they could have done something a little bit better with jessica but i enjoyed it i uh, give it like an eight
1: yeah, I would I would give it like a seven or seven point five. I, I I for for the learning purpose, it was it was good. So yeah, I'd give it a seven.
2: I think they should have brought Sam Humphreys back to write it though. I was
0: Definitely. shocked he didn't write it. I was really shocked. Yeah, he basically shaped Jessica into the way she is today. So I was shocked as well. I, exactly.
1: I really thought I really thought it was gonna be Sam Humphreys, especially with all the talent they got in this book. So I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he didn't write the Simon one either. The the Simon one um, is. I, I don't know. This this one was okay to me. Um, the art is the way Drew described it is very like Frank Quitely, who did uh, All Star Superman, which which I could definitely see like the comparisons there. Oh, I can see um, that, yeah. it's it's definitely okay. It's just I don't know. Like I, I guess at this point I was kind of just you know you've already been through nine really good Green Lantern stories, so when you get to this one it's like all right you know it's it's all right. I um, think this uh, was a this one, yeah, this one was it, it, a really it, it, good it, way to end it. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a strong ending, and I thought the ending was very. Uh, kind of upbeat and hopeful, and I liked uh, Kyle. I mean, uh, Kyle Simon's final quote, so, that, that, so I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it, I guess it just was... in comparison, like I was still riding the high of the Venditti stuff, so I was like, all right, you know, yeah, I guess. it was like, all right. Yeah,
0: Guy Gardner's dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we go to that. And okay, I understand. That. I enjoyed it. I give that story probably like an eight. And then the book in general, I don't know if we could even write the book in general, but I would say it is it's the definitely best. the best yeah the best anniversary the uh,
2: eighth issue. anniversary
1: oh yeah that d- definitely the best of the anniversary books um i i'm like i said the talent was there the covers were there great great combo there so i i really uh, enjoyed this one and uh yeah it, like that that's how every anniversary issue should be you know i should have that feeling after i shouldn't have the uh kind of a better feeling yeah so. it's
0: only like this one action and robin or the, or the few anniversaries Oh yeah, was Ro- Ro- Robin, oh, was yeah. Pretty,
1: Robin was pretty good. I forgot about that one. That, that was pretty good yeah. too. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so Green Lantern definitely the best one. Um so some of our other comics this week the big ones uh are of course uh the start of the Joker War. Now this is something that kind of snuck up on me because Oh, is this the start I don't of the know. war? What? It's it's the pre it's the they call it Journey prelude to Joker. To it. war. It's the prelude. It's basically the last page. Oh, okay. But uh <laughs> essentially uh, to me the best part of this issue was the uh, punchline versus harley quinn stuff which i didn't think i would like um i was, was kind true. of shocked that punchline literally slit harley quinn's throat <laughs> yeah like when that happened when that happened i was like did i see that right and then i see her choking on the blood i was like oh my god i did see that right <laughs> so um I'm, the only thing that was like I'm, i wonder why punchline wouldn't like finish the job but I either way um i, I thought that was like pretty ballsy even though obviously harley quinn's not gonna die or anything but, yeah i was you
0: know. gonna say i know why she finished um, a job because harley quinn's a popular character that's why
1: yeah harley quinn's a money magnet you can't kill her off but uh yeah. it ends with joker being worth 100 billion dollars and the next issue is called joker's billions which uh is a play on the movie brewster's millions which is really cool uh but yeah this this was like a like i said it was it was an okay issue i like the joker i mean uh punchline versus harley stuff and I'm curious to see what Joker's going to do with 100 billion dollars. So what about with, the twist.
0: Yeah, I was going to say twist? the
1: whole. Oh, thing. oh, right, 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 right. With the uh, the, the designer,
0: designer. Yeah. What's so? Is, does designer not exist? Is he dead? Or
1: yeah, he, he. Well, we found
2: out in a couple issues before this that Joker killed him. Yeah. I kind of suspected. I was like, feel like it's going to end up being Joker, the mask, just to mess with Batman. You know.
1: Yeah, I, I I had seen theories about that online too. That Joker was going to be the one underneath the mask, but um, I'm I'm kind of glad it wasn't Joker underneath. Yeah,
2: It was controlling. Uh, I don't know how he was able to do it, but he was Joker controlling the body.
1: Uh, yeah, but, but I, like, I, like I thought, like he was going to remove the mask and it was going to be like Joker's face underneath. So that's yeah. what I was worried about. Like I thought, you know, re- you remember when, like Arkham Knight came out and people were like, oh, when you re- when you remove the Arkham Knight mask, it's going to be Joker. That that's yeah. the stuff that I was like, no, please, no. Yeah,
0: it's fair. It's interesting though that like, I feel like this comic that of his first appearance won't be worth as much anymore since he's now officially dead. So. Better, 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 better sell your Batman issues now <laughs> before people realize.
2: Yeah, well, I'm weird. getting, I've been getting two of every copy of Batman recently just because I'm like, oh, pu- the Punchline one's probably gonna be worth something. You know, I could see them doing a Harley versus Punchline movie, they made series <laughs> appearance. Like, it'll probably happen. You know. The yeah, couple true. years. Did depending get, on how.
0: Yeah, did you get her first appearance in Hell's Horizon four, or three, something oh. like that? I, oh, I did not. I, I did. did. So it's
1: essentially break <laughs> right down to Batman eighty nine is her first cameo appearance. Batman ninety is her first kind of full appearance, and then hell Horizon four is the first full full appearance. So, which it's is like those, those three like, are like the, the package deal.
0: She's in like two panels in Hell's Horizon. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I know,
1: know. It's it's. I didn't get Hell's Horizon four, which I wish I would have, because I could have just flipped it.
0: Yeah, I ended up doing it because I was reading Hell's Horizon, which was just an okay series. <laughs> so, well, I, yeah, hope,
1: I, I... I hope you didn't bend it or anything. I hope you kept it in good condition.
0: No, I, I did. Yeah, the tracker, bag and board and everything should be safe. Uh, what other right. comics do you guys want to go? Or what do you rate Batman? I guess. What do you rate Batman in general?
1: I'll I'll it was I would give it like a like probably like seven point five to me. Uh, it, it, it was alright. No, I, I like the ending, and uh, I'm curious to see where it goes. Like I said, Joker War has kind of been under the radar for me, so you know I'm I'm waiting for that issue that drags me in. So maybe it'll be next issue. Okay. Um, Flash seven fifty six. Uh, I I like the idea of building the Reverse Flash family. I'm still disappointed that it's rogues and not you know actual speedsters. I was really hoping for a Daniel West and inertia and. You know, other evil speedsters rivaled. That would have been really cool to me, especially to go out on a big bang for Williamson. But it's just rogues. But it was still interesting seeing him recruit the rogues. And uh, Christian Deuce's art was top tier for sure. Um, I I really thought it was, you know, well-made as always. You know, I think he's always one of the best modern Flash artists. But uh, this this issue was very good from him. Yeah.
0: Well, I do like how he recruited Grodd. How he time traveled to like New 52 times when Grodd was a speedster. And took ah. that version of the Grodd instead of today's Grodd. I thought that was really cool. So,
1: tornado twins popping up at the end. Yeah, that, that the ending was uh, was surprising to me. I forgot about the tornado twins, but I'm glad Williamson didn't forget about them. You know, he's going to keep going with that storyline because he, you know, obviously teased it in uh, in Running Scared, and you know, we hadn't seen much of them since. So it's good he's going to kind of leave his Flash run nice and neat, which I like.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh. Did you guys read uh, Justice League? We
1: go over Justice
2: League because that, that's that's the one that we all read. That was a sure. quick read. I read that in like ten minutes.
1: Yeah, I I felt less the same than way. that. I I felt like it was a very quick read. Uh, and I'm a quick reader, but uh, yeah, it was a yeah, very was quick read. Say. What do you guys think of the issue? Oh,
0: that's good. It was it, it was
2: okay. It wrapped up the story. I I uh, I don't know. Like it's kind of weird because this is the end of Venditti's story that he's well. Been telling.
1: well I was going to say this is the, this is the final Venditti issue, right?
2: Yeah, I feel, I have a weird feeling that if they decide to bring Venditti back, I feel like they're, they're doing like a little trial thing with the next, you know, a couple story yeah. arcs, like ah. see, like who could be the, the next like big Justice League writer. And I think if Venditti comes back, he'll do something with the Spectre. You know, I don't know something more with the Spectre.
0: The te- yeah, this was more like a tease of the Spectre's power. I yeah. see. I like I like the Spectre, so I wouldn't mind him coming back to do more with him. But do you guys again, see? You know that-
2: going see that some that you know we're getting all these 80th anniversaries of all these characters and apparently it's uh the specter's 80th anniversary and i saw an article it was like the specter just turned 80 years old and nobody cares
3: <laughs> well, yeah it's
1: like... yeah well i i guess DC's determining that it's not profitable enough to make a book for him but i, I didn't realize he's already been around for 80 years that's crazy
0: he's so yeah. powerful that it's hard to use him in like stories averagely so that's why he doesn't have his own ongoing right now so it's a shame, but yeah, Spectre. Uh, I mean, if if they start advertising like Spectre's getting an 80th anniversary, I don't think I would want that. To be honest, I don't think I get it. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't plan on getting there. the Catwoman one that's out in like two weeks. But Spectre, I feel like is unnecessary, yeah. just like Catwoman and Joker. I thought was yeah. unnecessary too. But
2: I like the Joker and 80th. It was it was a good uh, a good read. I know mm-hmm. JD didn't pick it up. But yeah, I, I did it. not.
0: I like the I like some stories, but yeah, in the end, yeah, it was okay. Uh, did you guys read Aquaman?
1: No, I didn't. I did not. My shop did not have it. That was one of the ones that UPS still left off.
0: Big goof. All right, well, it was good. I mean, I think Kelly Sue's run has always been good. Main thing to take away from it is Aquaman found his daughter, Andy, <laughs> which we oh. we all know how we feel about that name for a little Atlantean yeah. girl. It's terrible yeah andy curry finds his daughter uh and then he basically is giving it to the gods that live on a mr bay to watch after as arthur goes to atlantis to go find Mura because murrah is now awake and as murrah is awake she's now realized that tomorrow is the day of her wedding with falco which i don't think they'll actually go through with oh. But finally, hey! Yeah, after five years of waiting, since Aquaman proposed to Mera, we're finally getting the wedding. Just not with us. That, that's thing. crazy that it's happened that long ago
1: in DC Rebirth One. Wow, that's cr- like you look back at everything DC Rebirth One promised, and it's like wow, we're all the way here, and you know, three Jokers still no, Wally's redemption still no, <laughs> like <laughs> oh man,
0: Aquaman Mera wedding technically still no since next week won't be their yeah. wedding. It's a yeah. shame. Uh, next issue is issue 61, so that doesn't. See- I feel like they'll get buried in, like, 75 or something. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, man. Red and the Outlaws exists. It happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this book has been really strange lately. I feel like Love Dell just didn't plan for this, believe it or not. So uh, it just seems like there's a lot of random things going on. It ended the end of the issue teasing Trigon versus Bizarro, which is like, all right, oh, I'll read that, I guess. Uh, apparently Lobdell's run is ending at issue fifty, so this is issue forty-six right now. So I guess we'll... is, is this
1: confirmed? Like I've heard this rumor for a while now, but like, is it actually like he's done 50
0: I don't think we have the solicitations up to fifty yet, so we don't know. I, I yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Hope so. He's been on the like as much as I've enjoyed his outlaw run, for some parts. I just kind of want a new writer on Red Hood. I feel like there could be other writers here and Lobdell has been on the book for like 11 years, so has, I'm ready for a new writer. Has
2: anybody else written like
1: a solo like Red Hood ongoing other than o- o- Lobdell? I don't think so. Nope. Since, since I mean, he's had it since 2011 and that's the only like Red Hood. Well, I guess yeah. there's Red Hood Lost Days, which is Judd Winnick. Yeah. But that wasn't really like an ongoing, but yeah, it, he's kind of had creative control on Red Hood post-reboot, uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see who will take it on next. Yeah, I wonder won't. if they will even, know uh, put somebody else
2: on. I wonder if they'll just end it. Oh, I'd be hmm. okay to think about. It. <laughs> be honest, I'd be. Okay I feel with like they'll probably just end it. You know, like
1: yeah.
0: I don't well, know, especially with three also...
1: jokers happening, maybe they don't even want a Red Hood ongoing.
0: Yeah, I can see that happening. Actually, so I have to wait and see. Uh, the last comic I read huh. this week was Avengers Empire number zero. This is the start to Marvel's Empire series, which is going to go on until winter. Uh, It's their 2020 event. Uh, Not much is said in this series. It's basically the Avengers. They go to a distant planet. And on that distant planet, uh, there's some people that live. There's some alien people that treat the Avengers as peaceful. Uh, One character that's been living on this planet, which we haven't seen in a long time, is Jacques Dunce. I just recently heard about this character like a week ago. So when this character appeared, I didn't have to like look up who he was, because I do know who he is. He was the person that trained Hawkeye. I've been reading a lot of Hawkeye recently. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Jacques, I don't know how he got here, but he's here. <laughs> so I guess he trained Hawkeye, he joined the Avengers, his space mission never returned. He was assumed so dead in like the 70s. So uh because they show like the seventies Avenger suits. So he's been on this planet alive and well. And there, there's food here, there's water, he's able to live, but he is, in the end, mostly alone. They mostly talk about this, that there's, like, danger coming, like most events. Thor senses, like, storms everywhere, despite no storms happening. And so the Avengers, they're just, like, there's this group of uh, Kree soldiers that are bad, and you guys gotta wipe them out, uh, please, because they're gonna, like, destroy this planet that Jaxxon, and eventually they'll go on to the next planet, the next planet, and then Earth. And although we don't know if these Kree are innocent or not, the Avengers decide we need to wipe them out no matter what. Like, we got to wipe out these Kree because even though if they're innocent now, they won't be in the future. Very Civil War 2, like Captain Marvel Civil War 2, where it's like, yeah. oh, they might be innocent, mm. but they could kill us in the end. So Iron Man is actually agreeing yeah. with this plan, though, in this case. And the last page of that was cool, Iron Man says, uh, we got to take care of these people no matter who gets in our way. the last panel shows all the alien ships and one ship heading towards there and the panel zooms in on who's in that ship and it's the fantastic four which i thought was pretty cool so as it shows that it shows iron man saying no matter who gets in our way so it looks like we're going to be seeing avengers versus fantastic four soon which i think is kind of a cool idea for a fight i know we've seen it before but it's more modern and then one thing to take away from this issue that i just want to say real quick is the whole time so the issue starts with tony stark waking from a dream that of the world being destroyed like you know Tony Stark always has apparently (laughs) and the whole issue is just inner monologue by Tony feeling like refreshed after that dream like he feels more hopeful and when he goes to the island he's like there's not a single piece of iron on here but I feel so fresh and relieved and I'm happy to be here and he's in like this kind of good vibe mood so it's interesting it seems like he's kind of being controlled but we don't know for sure it's interesting take I think it was a good start like good little pre start to the Empire storyline that we don't know too much about, and I will be reading the rest of it in general. It is six issues, but the uh, tie ins and the little tie in comics are leads it up to about 50 issues. So, Holy. thanks, Marvel. There's about 50 issues in this event, but if you just want to read the main story, it's only about six. So, that's what I'll try to do. Hopefully, I won't be too confused. And the next issue starts April 15th, according to the back of this book. So <laughs> Thanks, COVID. Because we'll have to wait and see when it comes out. We don't know for sure.
1: But yeah, that's... Who wrote uh, this? uh, uh...
0: This is... Last name's L. Ewing. I can find out who that is. Yeah, uh, L.
1: Ewing. He he, he writes the Immortal Hulk. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say Immortal Hulk.
0: L. Ewing. I guess he's doing the event here for the most part. Pepe Larraz did the art, which I really liked.
2: He did the
0: first little Avengers art. I
2: wanted to... Mention this to you guys. Uh, I'm curious to see what you guys A hey, It comes to Marvel comics. Uh, you guys know I don't pick up a lot of Marvel anymore. Yeah. I feel like the, the MCU has kind of made it so, like, best stories are now in, like, the MCU, you know? Like, comic side, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, there's, like, one or two that are, like, you know, good. I feel yeah. like what's going to happen is we're going to have stories that were kind of, like, eh, okay in comics, but then when they translate it into the MCU, it's going to be loved.
1: Well, yeah, it a, sound like well, a lot. Well, of... well so I, I think Marvel went through a real rough patch in the modern, you know, post 2010s. Uh, like, oh, I, I think until 2018, they didn't really find their footing. Like, they, they did a 2018 reboot, which I think a lot of their books started to take off again. Well, after, it's because you know, of generations. Struggles with all new, all different era. Yeah. yeah uh, they, they went through some ruined. tough hours, but they. 2018 they got back on track but yeah it's weird i've been seeing stories you know people calling them to go to the mcu like uh i've seen when captain marvel trailer came out i remember people were like we need civil war 2 now and i'm like have you guys actually read civil war (laughs) 2 that shit is not good it's not (laughs) yeah like
2: i don't know i i feel like so they're you know like you said the all new all different i feel like they're gonna try to do that in the mcu and people are gonna love it but people didn't really like that when they did it
1: Oh, well, yeah, yeah it, it seems like they're kind of starting. I mean, you have uh, Sam becoming Captain America. You've heard the rumors of Ironheart coming, and Iron Man's obviously dead. So that could be a replacement right there. Um, you know, maybe little by little, you're going to see heroes replaced. And well, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Bishop, I mean, Foster <laughs> the, the great thing about adapting a story that didn't work out, like um, I, I was listening to an audiobook of The Godfather, and they were talking about how um, the author of The Godfather, Mario Puzo, uh, got to work on the script for the godfather movie and they said he had he had the chance that most authors don't get he got a second chance to you know change what he didn't like about his own book and not many authors got that so i guess you know when you're looking at civil war two, you have a chance to kind of look at it from the outside and be like okay this didn't work here's what we could do better because even the, the civil war comic you know from the 2006 like, a lot of people don't regard it as that great especially the way it treated yeah. spider-man and all that and the movie is pretty loved, so mm-hmm. they were able to change, I guess, enough to make it, you know, a better story.
0: And even then, it's completely different stories: Civil War movie and Civil uh, War comic. They're yeah. very, very different. They take the idea yeah, of Iron same, Man versus Captain same America. Thing like, from same there. thing with
1: like Winter Soldier movie versus comic. They're two very different entities. So I guess whatever the MCU will go on to adapt, they'll it'll always be fairly different. Yeah, yeah. but.
0: But that being said, if you want to get into Marvel, their two thousand stuff are fantastic. A lot, their yeah, Thor I need Run is great. Uh... Hawkeye's great. Even then, reading like just read all the stuff up to Secret Wars. I think Secret Wars is the best comic event ever, besides maybe. Yeah, Doomstick that's Hawk. what I heard. Like Secret War. Oh, have you not read it? It is. Oh, I haven't fantastic yeah it's, it's, from it, it's good especially, especially with
1: the proper build-up it, it's we were talking about this last week it's essentially what snyder's trying to do with like starting with his batman 2011 building up to death metal is kind of what hickman did at, at marvel you know he had his fantastic four, four. run that led to so much you know different stuff that led to the huge event that capped it all off and it was like holy crap like this has been building for so long so and even well, then like he wrote
0: fantastic four then he wrote avengers and then did secret wars but Secret Wars, Black Panther's the main character. And he didn't write Black Panther, but he wrote him brilliantly. He has Black Panther wield the Infinity Gauntlet in it. And it, it's just wow. so well done. It's such a good story. It's like the Infinity Gauntlet's in it, but it's not an Infinity Stone story. It's something else. And it okay. brings Miles Morales to the main universe. And oh, it's so, so good. <laughs> like, I can't uh, recommend it enough. I would say that. Check it out. Yeah, I would say that. Doomsday Clock and Dark Side War are like the S tier. Marvel or you guys um,
2: you guys have Marvel Unlimited. I do not. I did. I thought I was getting, getting, getting it, though. <laughs> There's not a lot of stuff on there. Like, I heard, like, it doesn't have everything.
1: Could be wrong. Yeah, I, I I don't know. They were offering, like, a free trial. So I was thinking about at least doing the trial. But, yeah, I, I don't know, like, how much they actually have.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know either.
2: Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah.
0: I mean, Secret Wars is on there. You got to read um, that. I'm reading uh, Hickman's yeah, yeah, would, Fantastic Four like run that. right now. I'm trying to. I'm leading up to reread it. I was going to reread it, then I decided I should just read everything leading up to it. So I'm reading Hickman's Fantastic Four run right now, and then I'll do his Avengers run after that and go on from there. So it's so good. <laughs> or if you want Marvel comics, like just read Daredevil or Spider Man. Done. Yeah, those are the best. But yeah, we awesome to get on Daredevil. Though. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you you've been listening to the show. You know, Zidarski Daredevil is like our Bible.
0: <laughs> yeah, <and>
2: that's <laughs> one of the only things my brother actually reads, and it's being you know
1: nominated for best ongoing. Yeah, it's it's top tier. It's it's really good. It's so uh, good. But yeah, so I can't wait for the next one. But uh, that's pretty much the show with the comics so uh went a little long this week but it's okay it was a lot of fun uh drew i want to thank you for being on the show so much and uh for those of you still listening uh you should follow drew's account um where he actually does his uh designs it's it's at dennis designs dennis with one n -N d-e-n-i-s dot designs uh he he does some cool work and will continue to do cool work with us on the hero story so uh yeah Thank thank you for coming on, Drew. Yeah, thanks for having me guys. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I'll have to come on again one day. So
1: um, Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, I'm sure we'll have you on again when we have uh some more big issues and especially when we're actually releasing the comics to talk about that, of course. So uh yeah, so more info
0: coming soon. I, I, I
1: hope you'd like to come back on eventually. <laughs> I'm putting you on the I, spot here, but
0: <laughs>
2: definitely. <laughs> so, no, this is awesome because you know, I listen to you guys, you know, all the time, you know, whether I'm like, you know, at work or a new comic just read the new comics like to you know hear your guys opinions so this is awesome thanks for having me yeah
1: Yeah, for yeah it was definitely a ton of fun and uh -hmm. yeah that's pretty much the show so if you're listening on itunes we appreciate a five-star review or whatever you think we're worth i would hope that you think we're five stars if you're listening anywhere else we appreciate a follow slash subscribe for a hero story i'm jd
0: i'm hunter and thanks for being a hero
1: and remember every second is a gift goodbye